You're listening to a podcast from 702. Online, smartphone, DSTV channel 856 and on 92.7 and 106 FM. This is 702. It is 16 and a half minutes now after five. Let me welcome on our lines Dr. Popo Mulife, who is the chairman of the Prasa board. Dr. Mulife, nice talking to you. Hello. Good afternoon, uh, Paulani. Thank you very much for your time, Dr. Mlifa. The, the reason, of course, why we asked you to come through and talk to us is the revelation, which is not the first time that we're hearing about this, but it came through today in the Auditor General's report that um, your organization incurred the uh, un- irregular expenditure to the value of 13.9 billion rand. And we're trying to get our heads around that 13.9 billion rand. How does Prasa explain this? Uh, Polani, um, the, the, the huge amounts of uh, billions of irregular expenditure have come to the fore, amongst others, as a consequence of the thoroughgoing forensic investigations that the Board of Control of PASA uh, initiated in response to the Public Protector's report and the Auditor General's report of the previous financial year. Uh, it was necessary for us to get to the bottom of the problem. And as a result of that, of course, we are at the law of irregularities, which, of course, throughout, along the way, we were sharing with the Auditor General because we were giving presentations to the Auditor General's office from time to time. So it is not because something untoward has happened and which is new. We are dealing with contracts which were concluded uh, much earlier, which is a legacy of the past, which were done so in an irregular manner. But some of those contracts are the kinds of contracts which the company would not be able to operate if they were, um, uh, if they were simply to be summarily terminated. Um, for example, some of them relate to the overhaul of locomotives. They relate to the refurbishment of coaches of a fleet that is aging, which is 40-plus years old. And if we are to keep them alive, it means we must continue to do the refurbishment work. But those doing that work, among them are those who got the contract in an irregular way. So we we are caught between the hard place and the rock Hmm. to decide to terminate most of them and have the South African public not having transport to carry them to work and therefore paralyzing the industrial machine in the country. All right. uh, Management of PASA is in the process of turning around the company. They have given notice to a number of these ones that we are regularizing the process. We'll go back to the market and do a proper uh, request uh, for tenders that would be done properly to regularize it. Sure. Um, so, so that's what we are working on. Uh, and, and I must also say that it's not only that, we have also as a consequence of a number of things, amongst them being issues that require the company to recover its money or institute civil or criminal action, referred 66 complaints to the South African police service. Okay, uh, because I'm, I was going to come to that uh, just shortly about the issues about consequences, what happens to all of those people. But, you know, when, when you look at these issues of irregular expenditure, it's not always clear whether people were stealing this money or people just did not comply with supply chain management processes for one or other reasons. In your case, 
why is what what is the bulk of the reasons is it because people were being corrupt or were there reasons why they didn't comply with supply chain management regulations well by and large Kalani was a failure to comply with the supply chain management policy um, and and in some instances which is still the context of supply chain management policy was the uh, extension of the scope of work without following the process. That's mainly the issue. in some instances where people were given contracts, but they failed to deliver value uh, to the company. Uh, and that, of course, that aspect would be called wasteful and fruitless expenditure. Yeah, but were they, were they doing it to loot or were they doing it because they didn't have necessary skills? What was it? I think in a large measure of these instances, they did not do it to loot. They do it because probably people who simply uh, have become accustomed to doing things not following uh, the process. But there would be instances where uh, people were getting benefits out of the manner in which they effected uh, these contracts. But that is a matter that the South African Police Service would deal with because we have presented cases of that nature there. And to the extent that these individuals have to be disciplined, the number of them have been disciplined. Some of them have jumped the ship, they've run away. But uh, I think management will continue to deal with the matters internally. At the process, we are disaggregating the overall information emerging out of the report, uh, setting aside those are for civil action, those are criminal uh, action and those that are of a disciplinary nature and uh, and those that require us to annul the contract. And, you know, we appreciate the fact that, obviously, uh, th- th- we know this because of internal processes, investigations, etc. But 13.9 billion rand in a context of South Africa where students are demonstrating uh, because they want um, free education, but where we see service delivery, it's a lot of money. And somebody, somebody must pay and pay a heavy price. Yeah, but we can't let on the recent peace must fall issue and link it to irregular expenditure in in Prussia. Uh, because these things happen as a legacy of the past. They happened even before the current Board of Control was appointed. Sure. Uh, but, of course, I agree with you that it is necessary and, and proper that uh, those charged with the responsibility to manage public funds must do so in the most prudent manner. And the company is in the process of turning itself around, putting in place control systems, uh, financial control, supply chain policies, and making sure that the right people are appointed to the right places. Focusing mainly on operations, which relates to moving the people to and from their homes to work uh, through an effective, safe, reliable um, uh, and transport for our people. But, Dr. Mlifa, I suppose what I'm also saying is that if a company reports a 13.9 billion rand in irregular expenditure, you've generally got to wonder whether there are any systems in place at all in that company. Well, I'm the first to agree with you that there are very weak systems in place. They are still weak. We are working on them at the moment. Uh, the management team is busy. And I've just gone through a rigorous strategy exercise this past week 
the coming board meeting is going to receive a report from the acting group CEO and the executive, arising out of which we would streamline measures to respond to all these challenges. And it cuts right across, eh, from the, the the board of directors to executive management. In fact, there was a story, was it yesterday, that involved yourself, your name, and that you have had to pay back a substantial amount of money to government because of extra meetings. Do you want to comment on that story? Well, because of the weakness of money, well, let me start off by saying yes, I've had to pay back the money. Yes, the directors have to hold extra board meetings because. When you have a weak management in place, you end up with the board having to do the work that ordinarily things being equal would have been done by an effective management team. But it is absent. You have directors having to work day and night, long hours, to try and get things fixed. Therefore, and I must tell you that for two years, those only two years, those directors were not paid for extra meetings. They never claimed for extra meetings. It was only this year that after an intensive discussion in the Human Capital Committee of the Board and advised by the then acting group CEO uh, that the, the, the director took a view that there was a need for the directors to be paid for the extra meeting. And they relied on a policy provision. Uh, but unfortunately, the relevant policy was so vague that it could be interpreted in either way. And therefore, there was a dispute with the auditor general. Not that it was irregular, for it was improper for the directors to be paid for the extra meeting. Uh, there was no dispute whether the meetings were done. But the dispute was that it needed to be approved by the minister and that it should have waited for the minister to approve and the payment should not have been done. Of course, we debated this matter even before the minister took a view on the matter to say if there is a dispute, as a board, we must agree to pay back that money and to ask the company to withhold any any further board fees to the director. So that decision was taken a long time by the board of directors. And, uh, and, and, and therefore, it should be clear that nobody attempted to loot the company. And that is why I, as the chair of the board, have to be exemplary by retaining that money. Okay. Dr. Popo Mulefe, let me thank you very much. And again, if you didn't catch the story, Dr. Popo Mulefe, paying back 680,000 rand for extra meetings held by the board at the end of October, 27 after 5.